I want us to go straight to the teaching of the word of God on spiritual gifts. Part one, which is today, is unity in diversity. Unity in diversity. It is very important for you to understand that the gifts, it is the will of God that each one of you discovers, discovers, locates, and operates in spiritual gifts. I repeat this. It is the will of God for each one of us to discover, locate, and operate in spiritual giftings. But before I go to the gifts themselves, allow me to start with the subtopic on unity in diversity. I want to say there is unity in diversity. First Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12, all the way to 26. And the same First Corinthians chapter 12, verses 4 to 7. Then this coming Sunday, I will begin with the spiritual gifts themselves. But this is part one, unity in diversity. I want you to understand all human beings living in the world today find themselves surrounded by different schools of thought. Different schools of thought. Every school of thought trying to teach people all over the world how to relate with God. A lot of schools of thought, as if we have no scripture to guide us, as if we have no Bible to direct us. This has led to the gospel, which is the power of God that brings us salvation and transformation of lives, according to Romans chapter 1, verses 16. To 17 that says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God that brings salvation to the Jew and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written. As it is written, what? The just shall live by faith. The same Romans 8 and verse 2 after saying that we beseech you by the masses of God, you know, talks about, you know, that we should be transformed by the renewal of our mind. And therefore, this different, this different, no, this different schools of thought are teaching people how to get closer to God and how to associate and relate with God. And most of them have watered down the power of the gospel. They have made it of no power. For the gospel has power. You and I are witnesses that the gospel has power. Some of us we were stuck in sin. Deep in sin. But because we are the power. We are the message of the gospel. The message of salvation. That message had power to deliver you. And break you loose. And up to this day and to tomorrow, you are serving the Lord 
And you are growing stronger and stronger every day. I want you to understand that we have introduced intellectualism. We have introduced intellectualism. Where faith, simple faith is needed. We have sounded complicated. We have, com- we have thought that by complicating the gospel. Making high level statements. We have confused that with the power of God. We have brought the mind, the human mind, intellectualism in matters of faith. In areas where Jesus looked at somebody. A woman who has a child that is tormented. She's not a Jew, she's a Roman, she's a Gentile. And she comes to Jesus and says, Will you heal my daughter? Will you heal my child? And Jesus said, it is not good to take the bread of children and give it to dogs. And the woman says, even master, I don't, I don't refute that argument. It is true. I am not an Israeli. I'm not a Jew. I am a foreigner. I am a Gentile. But Jesus, I want to remind you too, that even the little, the dogs pick up. The dogs may not be qualified for the menu. They not be qualified for what is in the plane on the high table, a plate on the high table. But whatever falls on the ground, the dogs pick up and eat. And Jesus said, I have never seen such a great faith, even in Israel. We have replaced faith with intellectualism. And we have missed it. Human philosophies, like God and my father. Human systems and philosophies and formulas are everywhere or now to relate with God. They're everywhere. They are everywhere. They tell us how to remain with God. Preachers all over the world are in competition with each other. Trying to outdo each other. Trying to outsmart each other. God never anointed us to compete. He anointed us to present the message of hope. And the message of salvation. The message of healing to a broken world. And restoration to those that are lost. But the truth is. Somebody say the truth. The truth is. No matter how educated you are, no matter how rich or wealthy you are, no matter how beautiful or how ugly you are, all of us must develop, must develop a heart that is open and is angry for God. We all must approach God from that point. We all must approach God from that point. We must develop a heart. Moyo. A heart that desires God and has anger for righteousness. The grace that I carry that has taken me across the nations preaching 
in continents that don't speak my language. The grace of God that made me become a pastor of a church like this one. When I was not sent from, uh, when I was not posted from Mount Kenya Diocese or Eastern Diocese or, or Western Diocese or Coastal Diocese. I never passed at a church before. The grace that helped me stand and stand the storms including the latest. Did not come because my head is full of knowledge. And I understand everything in this world. That grace comes on my knees. Sitting before a God who is all knowing. And who is all understanding. Money has never given me faith. Faith will never. Money will never give you faith. But faith will give you money. Beauty cannot attract you to God. If you are ugly like me, you still can find room before a holy God. Amen. Tell your neighbor you qualify to seek God and find him. Hallelujah. Therefore today, I want us to talk about unity in diversity. Before I talk about speaking in other tongues or interpreting those tongues or shooting out prophecies and words of knowledge and wisdom, I want to show you God's intent, God's mind in bringing us together through the gifts of the spirit or spiritual gifts and dividing us. The church today is divided. It's divided. Because everybody is trying to outdo, to outdo the other. But let me tell you the truth. It was not the will of God that we fight as ministers. Because the names on our churches are different from each other. There is one thing we need to understand. There is unity in diversity. Give me verse 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to begin verse 12 instead of beginning verse 4. Why? Why? Let me take you to verse 4 to 7 so that I can come to verse 12 and you understand why. There are diversities of gifts. Diversities. There are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. Amen? Amen? I want you to know, church, there are diversities, diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Give me verse 5. There are differences of what, church? Ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works. Oh, there are diversities. The same hand of God is working. But because we compete, we want to outdo each other. Then we miss the, the unity, the unity of strengthening the body of Christ through what? Diversity. 
verse 12. The Bible says, for as the body is one, and it has what? For as the body is one, and it has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, come on, are one body, so also is what? Is Christ. That is one body from the head to the toe. But I want you to look at all the organs. Some of them are not even able to be reflected. They are on the, they display some on the side and others on this side and others out there. Some are visible, others are invisible. But when these parts, as many as they are in the body, when they function okay, when they function in their place, when every part of the body is doing what it was created to do, then there is no need of an ambulance when every part of your body is functioning okay. 